Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town of Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire the masquerade Sabbat chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazombra played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. All right, sweet. So you guys see uh, where Vidar is walking off, and as you guys are just like, what the fuck you hear behind you, uh, Ilanipi, tomorrow evening I'll be coming by here with the bandito pack. We'll be discussing if you, if you need their insistence in your task or whatever you decide. Until then, I'll see you tomorrow evening. And you, turn, and you just hear crunching walking off as you guys are still like kind of, because you guys are in a moment right now. You know what I mean? You guys are kind of like feeling very close right now and you don't want any outside thing. And he realizes that and he kind of walks off as you guys are still like, I would even say some of you maybe like have your hand on like the fountain, like kind of like collecting yourselves, you know, while you're on your knees there, everything like that. Uh, all right, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. As you can see, I turned to just as to see, brother. You are welcome to the fold. I'm going to pass Richard a cigar that I've lit in my own mouth first. Welcome, brother. Mitch will um, clap a hand on his shoulder. Welcome to the unit, son. Come here, boy. <laughs> yeah, Cora will sort of pop him. And uh, then she'll kiss his forehead. I get a bit emotional, like, I was wrong to doubt, uh, to put doubt on you. Um, um, I've it's alright. <sighs> what is our mission? What is, what is, uh, this task you have, you have received and I have received? <laughs> we have us an old snake we gotta kill. Mm, am I familiar with I the I believe it's a and, panther. Uh, panther, snake, whatever. Something needs killing, we're hunting. Kill it. We're hunting an elder traitor of the Sabah cause from some obscure bloodline related to the s- uh, snake-like setites. You have been taught about these, have you not? Uh, that's what I'm wondering, actually. Yeah, we'll say you have been, and they basically, what you were taught about the setites is that they were especially enemies to the cause because, like, they don't believe in the antediluvians. They think that they're, you know what I mean? It's just Set who started them and that they are almost as bad as the, the slaves of the antediluvians, the Camarilla and their ignorance and their naivety on, 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 on the very, very real threat that faces, that you guys all face. Right, so uh, I'm going to ask a traitor of our cause, an elder traitor of our cause, is he, is he quick or is he strong? How could he invade? Uh, he... He's an elder. He's probably both. For all we know, he might be strong as his excellency himself. Sister, please, do not exaggerate. <laughs> of course, I joke. I joke. 
I want to turn to Cora and say, hey, make sure you let me get the killing blow next time. <laughs> of course, brother. Um, and Cora can kind of yeah. tell that maybe I'm slightly distancing myself from her a little, just kind of from the diablerizing. I've, she won't pick. You, you might pick up on this. You're a pretty perceptive lady. But you've <laughs> yeah, to, you've unsettled to, to me a fair, bit. I'm a little bit wearier of you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To be fair, the drop from 10 to 9 is still... It's still pretty high there, yeah. Nah. It's Where? a subtle so, shift. <laughs> Time for more mundane tasks. Um, I also want to ask Cora in front of everybody. I'll say, what was it like when you drank the blood of that one? To drink the mm. blood of one of our own... Remember when you first drank blood as a canine? Oh, I remember. It was ten times better. Hundred times. A thousand. It was something else. <laughs> Maybe I should try it sometime. It's not like the Waldron. It's more primal, more powerful, more pure. My robot contemplating blood on his rosary. Ah, very, very powerful. You, yeah, you guys see Mitch like looking at his rosary right now. It's just like how the blood is starting to dry on the rosary and everything. So oh. I take it that we have not sided with Giovanni this time. No. Sided with him. Absolutely not. Ah, I see. We've just killed one of them. Uh, and what of the other one, this uh, Trevor? Do we just ah. let him be? Makes no difference mm. to me. I will I'll kill him if you guys want me to. We have what we need. We don't need to. Well, of course not. Hunt. I won't. I won't dare interfere with our business. Just not to know if I had restrictions. Now that I see that I don't, I shall simply attend to it on my own time. Is this matter important to our task at hand? No, I don't know. So Richard doesn't know what you're talking about. No, we we were given two options, really, two sides, two. Uh, pick in a minor dispute over uh, this, over the great city of Juarez. And it seems our, in, my, in our absence, the group chose one side. I see. What next? Ductus, what are your instructions? All, I think we all best uh, feed up, rest up, and get ready for tomorrow. That's the best news I've heard all day. All night. Alright, feeding options. So, you can feed from this pool that's full of blood there if you want and sate yourself. If you choose not to, let me know and we can we can run down that road. I want to taste the blood, but um, I'll make it known to the group that I need the satisfaction of getting my own kill. It's not enough for me just to sate my thirst. I need the thrill of the hunt. I'm probably going to join you. You can't feed from the pool either because it's like all like, well, I guess there's some no, kindred blood in there. Yeah, but you can't really, yeah, you know, so you have to go out with them too, you know? Chris, what is the time? Can we kind of sense what time it is? I would say it is probably like two in the morning. And how long does it take us to get to Juarez? So about, oh, dude, like two hours. So you're not going to be able to go to okay. Juarez. What you'll have to do is you have to go to Cedar Creek. Like you're in Cedar Creek on the outskirts, which is a really small town, which like I said at the beginning, most of their sons are off fighting World War II and husbands. So it's like town just seems a little eerie now. So they kind of lock their doors and they're, they're you know, but we can always see what, what fun entails from there if you want to, it's your call. Or they could like, ambush a traveler on the road or something. Yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah, doing a bit, of, a bit of breaking and entering in Cedar Creek. I could show <laughs> Richard how I hunt. You two can go that route if you want to, and the other three can stay. It's your call. Or Richard, would you like to come hunting? It would be good. Absolutely. Good bonding. 
I just, uh, no, I just simply make a, a turn to Coyote and make a request saying, please, brother, bring me back something. I feel that I need to refresh myself, but I feel all... You don't wish to join of... us? No, no, I feel all out of sorts. I feel I need to set, set something up first. I need, to, I need to make arrangements, a feed. And... I will bring back a gift for you. Yes. In the name yeah. of our brotherhood. Thank you. What about you, Mitch and Cora? Are you guys staying with Jasper at the Haven? Or are you going with them or what? Uh, Mitch is going to turn I to Cora. I got an idea. Care to accompany tonight? Of course. My friend. Mitch will uh, sip oh. one point from the blood pool that's in the room. And then he'll grab the keys to uh, Eldritch's car. Okay. We'll say that the truck is back, too. We'll just, whatever. Retrocon, retcon, you know what I mean? The truck is there, too. So, Richard, do you have drive? Let me see. Richard does have drive, so he can drive the yes. truck. So we'll, we'll say that, okay? Car. All right, cool. Or you guys could walk with Chief. It would be creepier, you know what I mean? But uh, we'll say drive just to make it easier. What, what, are you, what do you want to do with Cora first? Where are you guys going? I want to drive about an hour out along a stretch of highway that gets a fair bit of traffic, mm-hmm. pull the car, this ritzy, super wealthy car off to the side of the road, pop the hood, and stand and wait for someone to come by. I'm going to do Coyote and Richard first, and then we'll go back to you, to, to you guys. Coyote and Richard, you guys are taking the truck, I take it, or are you guys going to walk? What's your call? How, how long will it take to walk? Yeah, I'd say about 20 minutes, 30 minutes to walk to like town proper. I'm, I'm happy to walk, seeing as I can't drive. I mean, we could, we could try. <laughs> I don't think I should drive. <laughs> Get acquainted on the walk. Find out each other's history. Share share stories of great kills that we've made. You can you can role play a conversation out, or do you just want to say that's what you did? It's your call. Um, my, I'm I'm gonna bore him with the intricacies of native politics and the struggle, and but it's, you're gonna get the impression that I'm kind of just bullshitting and uh, kind of spouting rhetoric that I've picked up from when I was immortal. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to seem super into it, like uh, the best listener friend you could imagine, but uh, <laughs> I don't, don't understand anything of it. It's going to be one of those moments where like, you're too polite to not be attentive to what I'm saying, so I'm going to think that you're really into it from now on. He probably <laughs> is, because he's like, I don't know shit about what you're talking about, y'all, but I sure like it, you know, because I think you're the greatest thing ever, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> These intricate politics. I never knew. <laughs> You try to follow along, but yeah, like you're talking about it. So you guys are like, you know, it's funny. There's this, you two are walking this big lumbering Hispanic Mexican dude in this short little, like, you know, early elder, uh, early uh, premature aged, you know, redneck guys, like walking next to him down the road. As you guys hear, like, you can smell the desert and you can, like, you know, there's no traffic at all. I think in the sign form, like, welcome to Cedar Creek, like, population 200, you know, it says on there. And you guys as are walking. As we walk past the sign, sorry, I'm just going to, uh, I don't know, pick up a rock from the ground and cross out the 200 and change it to 197. You, you, you see, you Along the, along the edge there, you drop the rock. You, you keep walking. Eventually, you start coming upon like some homes, like smaller, smaller track homes. You know what I'm saying? That almost sure. look like they could have been built like 30 years ago. You know what I mean? That with like the the, the porches are a little sagging because there's no men. There there are some men, but most men have been drafted or you know are serving overseas. So like 
paints peeling off front porches, steps are porches steps on the porches are kind of like sagging. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. like the weeds in the lawn or, you know, just like you could tell like this neighborhood, this town is just slowly falling apart, especially because people are starting to move because they feel weird at night. They don't feel comfortable staying there anymore, you know? So what's your plan of action? I want to find a house kind of bordering the desert a little, not something that's surrounded by other houses, something kind of on the outskirts of town. Yeah, yeah. You see one house that, that's like that's like lime green and it's smaller. It's about probably a thousand square foot house, really a smaller one. You know what I mean? Like I said, with the sagging front porch and there's like an old rocking chair and the porch actually has a screen around it. So there's like a screen door you got to open to get in the porch and then you got to walk through the porch to go to the actual front door. So uh, but go ahead. I'll turn to Richard and quite, kind of whisper so you can hear me, but not loud enough that, you know, it's going to bring attention. I'll say, have you, how many have you killed before? What's your favorite method of killing? I don't know. He probably often noticed that he can't drink the blood of most people and then just left them somewhere and like, sure. uh, ran off confused and <laughs> didn't actually kill them. <laughs> he has humanity sick, so he's actually uh, so, probably yeah. pretty freaked out. So I don't, you can tell he's not a connoisseur. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm not picking up on this at all, though. I'm totally oblivious. I'm all over-enthusiastic, so I'm going to be like, listen, I'll, I'll take the first one, and then you can have your pick of the rest, and we'll bring one yeah, back. We'll bring the, the smallest one back for Jasper, <laughs> for the Jasper. Yeah, so what do you guys do from there? I'm going to go and peer in some windows quietly, just sneaking around the house. As you come, you come across and you look through one window and you see that there's like an older lady, like looks to be like 60 that's uh, sleeping like in this ratty old bed, you know, and you go look in another window and you see two small like children that are asleep in bed there. And then you go look kind of in another window and you see what you imagine is probably the mother of those two small children and the daughter of the older lady. As you go around and look in the living room, you see an old man passed out in the rocking chair and he has like, like some bot, like looks like a jar that's like sitting on the side there. I'll turn to Richard and I'll spit on the ground and say, yeah, there's no good game here, but it will do. It will be easy prey. Come, which one do you want first, my friend? I'm probably going to go for the man. Question to ask him. Okay, I'm going to check the door, see if it's open. Either, like, maybe the back door. Is, the there, back like, is it fenced in? The, no, the backyard isn't fenced in, but the back door is actually locked because people have been knocking okay. the windows and doors, just feeling eerie and odd. Sure. Weird thing to uh, see at night in town. It's just kind of crazy. I don't know where they get those ideas from. Right, I'll keep looking around the house. I want to check if there's an open window or an open door. Like I said, they're all locked. They're, they're scared. AKA, you guys have been doing fucked up shit in this town for over a year. That like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you just getting this eerie sense of not even a shit unlocked, you know? Okay, I'll go to the front door and I'll knock on it really loudly and then I kind of want to stealth my way around to the back. Both give me uh, dex, uh, dexterity and stealth, difficulty six, and my guy's going to roll a perception and alertness, which is like, oh, wow, dude. One, two, three, oh, one, two. So sure. you, like, pound on the door, and you guys start walking around, and you're, like, hear the door open. You hear, who the fuck is that? What are you running in my goddamn fucking back, back door? You little fucking goddamn fucking son of a bitch. What the, who the fuck is that? And you hear, like, like steps going down, slowly down the steps of the porch. And, and these guys are like, shit. And you turn, you look, and you see this motherfucker sees you, too. And he's like, what the fuck is shit. this shit? 
<laughs> he's wearing like okay. these, like like these green dicky kind of like mechanic pants, you know what I mean? And he has like a, a wife beater and he's like, looks to be like 70 years old, 65 years old. He's missing some teeth, you know, and he's yeah. barefooted and he's like, what the fuck is this shit? And you can kind of tell he looks a little like taken aback for a second, but he's trying to sober up and see what's going on here. And he's half asleep. Uh, I'll, I'll look to Richard, kind of give him a nudge and then I'll just start charging at the old dude. <laughs> You run up and like, what do you? You just want to run and tackle him. Like shoulder you, him. you see, Coyote just run up and he just like hits him with his shoulder, and you hear this cracking, like, 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 like as soon as it hits, and you see the man just like fucking fall to the ground. And there's like this dust that comes up, and you can see the moonlight because everything's like, like you're not seeing clearly now. Obviously, you're seeing things in like it's a full moon, but you're seeing things like in gray yeah. tones almost. You know, and you see this dust come up and. He's just like looking up at you. And he's like, <laughs> he's, you see, he's like having a hard time breathe. Like he broke, breathing okay. like he broke some ribs or something. You did that. I'm gonna grab. Is he laying on the ground? I'm gonna grab oh, yeah, his he, throat and hoist him up by his throat, and then toss him to Richard. You see, Coyote Richard just like lift up this guy, and you just see like the moonlight just come up as this like intimidating figure. You've never seen anything to love. He's just standing there looking at him, and you see Coyote turn and look at you, and he just tosses the old man and this guy falls like and you can hear when he lands on his shoulder and like he lands on his shoulder his back facing you he kind of rolls over but when he lands on the shoulder you hear a crunch like his shoulder broke or popped out of place and he turns around and he like he's like looking up at you like you see pain and terror in his eyes as you're standing down there looking at him he's like almost like pleading with you like and, and it's look like help me or something you know like he doesn't even know how to react in a situation like this yeah I'm well well, I guess for the sake of roleplay, uh, I, I, I'm not gonna say I'm frenzying, but I, I'd say Richard is giving into the beast just, just a little bit. We can do self-control, Chuck, if you want to, or well, you can roleplay it. Uh, I just want to say to Coyote, like, um, I see what you mean now. And <laughs> I'll give you like a little <laughs> smile. Lines, like, Thanks, buddy. Leave him to me or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, enjoy, and start strolling into the house. Coyote, you step in the house, and you just hear this creaking, and you can see the rocking chair where the guy was sitting at, and and you, you're looking around the home, and you feel like this predator, like you feel like a, a, a wolf, almost like that stalking his prey. I'll stop what the room rocking are you gonna chair go into first? and sniff as I'm walking around the house. I'll go into the room with the grandma first. You come into the room and you kind of like when you step into a room, you hear like a creak of the floor settling, and you see her just kind of like a movement under the sheets a little bit, and like you just kind of kind of see her like sit up a little bit, and she's like, "George, is that you? You're coming to bed?" I'll just I'll just go mm-hmm. like in my best old man impersonation voice, and then I'll take a, <laughs> just one step towards her. She's like, you see her like look for a second, and she's like, "George, is that you?" It's too dark for her to see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't make it out. She's kind of like, yeah. I'll make the same noise I go, mm-hmm, and then take another she, step towards her. So she rolls over in bed, and she goes, she's like, get your, just go to sleep. I'm tired. And she rolls over and, like, goes, like, tries to go back to sleep. Like, she's expecting you to get in bed. I'm going to lean in real close to, like, the nape of her neck and give it a sniff. I'm going to be like, just sniff up her neck a little bit. And go, she's like, 
she's like George what the and she like slowly turns around and you can smell like just old and like 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 you can smell her hair hasn't been washed like in a week and she smells like al- like uh, not that alcohol like drinking alcohol but like rubbing alcohol and just like age and everything and she turns and she like sits and looks at you like turns around like looks and then you all of a sudden she's like ah, ah! and she like then she starts screaming ah! starts I'm gonna screaming. just bite straight into her neck and at the same time I'm gonna grip the top of her head with my giant hand and just crush her skull as I drink her blood. All right. You get, uh, yeah, you, you get, you can fill up there. Let me look at my humanity chart here, Coyote. Let's see if you fall down the descent of the beast. Anymore. My guy, my guy loves murder. What can I say? It's, it's on my character sheet. It is his Ravenous vice, by the way. That's what he chose his Ravenous vice for. Uh, yeah, let's get a conscience roll. Difficulty eight, please. Sure, one moment. What is my conscience? One. Okay. Fifteen. All right. Congratulations. You did it. So you're sitting there and you don't feel, you, you kind of feel at first, you're like, man, that was pretty vicious. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I've done some killing, but I've never killed an old lady. And that's when you pass the humanity rule. It's actually you feeling guilt for what you did. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there sure. like, fuck. Like, you look at her and she... Yeah, you see down here, and it reminds you of Korra for a second, and you're, like, taken aback, and you realize that Korra, at one point, was like this. And look like, yeah. where she became. You potentially stopped someone who could have probably have ended up being something better. And, and you're feeling that as you're yeah. looking down at her. Okay, I'm going to cut to to Richard real quick. Richard, you see this guy looking up at you. He's, like, he's still in. You know what I mean? You can tell he's pain. You can smell. You, you sit there, you know, and you smell the fucking this smell of moonshine on the guy, you know, because people. This is what they're the time period where people couldn't afford, you know what I mean, like a lot of good food yeah. because of the war effort and everything. So moonshine was 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 something that a lot of people were drinking at the time and stuff like that. So you could smell it like just on him when he's trying to breathe because you could you can hear the wet the wetness of his breath and you can hear like like when he it's he obviously has some kind of chest damage that happened when he got thrown too. Right, so um, Richard is probably still on the high of what happened this night. Mm-hmm. So I think his, like, temporarily his uh, his fight with the beast is uh, at a low, and he's just giving in. You're gonna try feeding. You're gonna feed it off him, right? Yeah. Now, do you want to? Are you saying you want to drain him? Or are you saying you want to do a self control roll, or, or is your call? I think he'd probably just drain him at this point. Give me a conscious roll, difficulty eight please. Holy cow, dude. So you're, as you're done there, you're sitting there and you're just like draining. You hear his heartbeat like doon, from his chest. And you sit there and you lift up and you're looking down and you see like this figure just sitting there, eyes wide open, old man. And as you're looking down, all of a sudden you start thinking about your father who had very similar features and, and you like, you're taken aback for a second looking at what you did as this completely drained mortal there who's in front of you. But you, you get hit with this pang. like, what the fuck? It's almost like you had a compulsive urge and you followed it and then you have a sense of guilt about that compulsive urge. Does that make sense? You know, like, like where you didn't think before you jumped. Then after you jumped, you're like, fuck, what did I do? You know? And that's what you're feeling right now when you're looking upon this old man now who's out there in the dust, just dead on the side of the house. All right, Coyote, you're sitting there looking down. What are you doing right now? Okay. Well, um, I'm, can we say that I hear maybe a sound from within the house and that snaps me out of 
my kind of moment of self-reflection that I was having. You hear like a door opening in another room and you hear like footsteps coming towards you or coming towards the room that you're at. Okay. I'm going to turn from the body and wipe the blood from my chin and let the old lady go and make my way to the door to see who's coming or if I can see anything. You hear Nana, Nana, are you okay, Nana, are you okay, Nana? You hear like a little girl's voice is like you hear like footsteps coming from like the left of the doorway. You haven't seen the the source of the voice yet. Oh god, Nana, are you all right, Nana? <laughs> uh, I need to think about this a little bit. We'll cut to Mitch and Cora, so let you guys dwell on that. All right, Mitch, you're driving down the you're driving this nice Rolls Royce car. You and Mitch are driving billion miles on this road. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. So I guess while we set up the trap, Cora uh, will be talking to Mitch. So, Mitch, you never told me how he died. How who died? I, you know who I'm talking about. Are you talking about yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking oh, about yeah. course. It was ugly. But, uh, War always is. Sure as hell it is. Look, I uh, I wanted to go out hunting with you because I needed a chat with you. Well, we're chatting right now, ain't we? Yeah, but I got something a little different in mind. Once upon a time, you mentioned something about uh, these different ways to keep uh, the beast in check. I feel myself slipping a little. I think we might need to put some serious thought into digging up some of these ways. Uh, I agree. Koyone and has been well. I worry about him. He seems to be slipping to his beast. And frankly, I don't feel the pull of humanity either. Yeah, we might want to. Uh, we might want to get on that. I'll speak to Lord Vider about it as soon as I can. Uh, you, I'm sure he'll. Tell us, but don't try to change the subject, will you? I want to know. Mitchell, take a deep breath. We were in the trenches. I think we were playing cards, trying to uh, ignore the lice and the rats and the occasional bullet hitting the sandbags up over the top. Hadn't had any gas in a few days. It was a nice break. I think the Krauts were uh, resupplying or some shit because it had been a little on the quiet side. Well, our luck fucking ran out. We, uh, Mitchell, stop. He'll get this really distant look in his eyes, and he'll his hand will start twitching a little. I, uh, I was just about to throw down a full house, win myself a few more bullets when the when the shelling started. It was mud and rat guts, sand, some bits of wood, left and right. We didn't fucking know what was going on until a minute or two after Mitchell bite his lip until he draws blood. I fucking got my mask on, and I grabbed my gun, and I was looking over the top to see if they were going to make another run at us. It's all fucking hazy over in no man's land. All I could see was some barbed wires, some of the boys that we lost the last time, hands sticking out of the mud here and there, a couple helmets, 
Then the shelling paused for a minute. I looked over at your boy. He didn't get to his mask in time. All I saw was the, the foam coming out of his mouth and the lesions on his skin. Blood coming out his eyes. His eyes were puffy, red, half-melted. I, I think he might have been missing a hand. One of the shells. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to remember. And Mitchell actually had, like, a manly blood tear go down his cheek. Thank you, Mitch. And Thank as you. he finishes telling the story, it's, it's not just his hand that's shaking, it's his shoulders as well. Well, Cora will sort of, you know, uh, grab, grab his shoulder and, you know, Mitch, I, I think, I think I might be able to talk to him again, maybe during some time. You know, once I, how I took that thing's life, now it's like I know things, things about the dead. I might just be able to see my boy again. And, you know, then Cora starts sort of crying. Dulke. Mitchell, pause. Mitchell, okay. uh, a- after that, he'll he'll wipe the tear. And as he's driving, as he pulls over to the side of the road, he'll look at Cora. Dulke et decoramest pro patria mori. What's that? One of them British boys wrote it. It's, uh... Latin means how sweet and proper it is to die for your country. Coyote, you you hear that voice as you're standing there in this room, like when you were hit with this guilt. Go ahead. I'm gonna stand in the doorway and use chemistry to make it appear as though I'm the grandma. I want to kind of emulate the smell of her that I picked up earlier when I was sniffing her, and make it look like I'm standing there. Spend a willpower point. Okay, how what's your willpower right now? Spend a willpower. It's uh, it's yeah. at a blood point. four. Kind of willpower and blood point, so you're at three, and then you know you're, you're you drank yeah, into blood soup. All right, so you see the girl walks, and she's like half asleep, you know, and she's like, sure. "Nanny, nanny, oh, nanny, I thought you were screaming, nanny. Oh, I'm tired, nanny." I and she's, you, know, you see her holding a blanket. She looks to be like five years old. And, and, and yeah. uh, she's she's just staring at her for a second. She's like, I go to bed again, Nanny. I'm sorry. And she, she turns around and she starts, you know what I mean, sliding her feet back to the room that yeah. she's staring, sharing with her sibling. And she goes back in the room. Great. Okay, I'll break the illusion, obviously. And then I'm going to find the mother's room. I should know oh, where I it see. is from peering in the windows, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you you yeah, go I'll right in quietly. You you go ahead and you you get in there quietly. And what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm just gonna watch her sleeping for a moment. All right, because I'm a creep. She's sitting there sleeping, and you can see like she's almost like Richard in the fact that the toll of everything has taken it. The the stress and the and the hardships of life during World War Two era has taken off. You know what I mean? You're probably if you're w- looking at her. And, you know, if you're looking at her and you got an intelligence of, well, one, you could probably figure that maybe your husband's fighting the war. You know what I mean? And that's why she's living with her parents or whatever like that. So she's not like a super attractive female at all, but you can just tell that she's definitely out cold. She didn't hear her mom screaming probably because she works two jobs or something to that extent is exhausted from some kind of manual work that she has to do to help provide for her children while her husband's away. Sure. Okay. Um, I might. 
leave the room. I'll just leave her sleeping and pull the door shut behind me. So you pull the door shut behind you. What are you going to do from there? I'll walk down and look in the kid's room. Yeah, you see that girl went back to bed, and you see there's like she's like five, and there's another ten-year-old girl who's asleep in another bed. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk up to the five-year-old girl's bed, the one who fell asleep, and I'm going to put my hand over her mouth and then kind of lift her up and just walk outside carrying her. As you lift her up, you kind of like – She's like kicking, you know what I mean? Like moving her hands and trying to squirm, but she's really, you're kind of holding her like this, you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and and she's not able to give you any fight. So you walk out the front door, you hear the front door open till minute as you're standing there and you're just like, like on your knees looking down at this body. You're still like enraptured. And as you look up, you see Coyote walking up with like a little girl and you see like her eyes are all like, like she's like straight up, like, like her eyes are all wide and terror. And, and he's yeah. walking like this towards you. All right, go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I'm walking outside, holding the girl, walking towards uh, Richard, just looking at him. I, I'm studying, seeing if there's like blood around his mouth or anything. Trying to yeah, yeah, you, you can yeah. see he fed. Yeah. I'll whisper to him. I'll say, "This is a gift, a gift for Jasper." I see. Um, did you have? Yeah. Probably a little distressed right now with the situation. I'll and say to you as well. There's some fresher. There's some fresher pickings inside. If you, if that old man didn't satisfy you enough. Oh, um, I had my share. Um, I'm gonna look to him for like, I guess, comfort, I guess. I sure. Do you have to do something, uh, about the bodies? Uh, we'll carry them out to the desert a bit on our way back. The, the desert wildlife will take care of the rest. Nothing gets wasted out of here. And you can see he's deeply, you can tell something is bugging him. You know what I mean? Like, like, he's not the same as he was. Richard's not the same as he was when you left the body there for him. You saw when you left the body there for him, you saw like a look on his face of like hunger and like you could see the beast was coming. Now you see it and you see like a sense of melancholy from him. You know what I mean? And a sense of like mm -hmm. sadness in a way I would say. You know what I mean? Not, definitely not the same enthusiasm that you saw before in him. Yeah. I'm going to um, – the girl's still struggling. I'm going to like just give her a whack to knock her out. It's like a tap on All the right, head. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. Uh, you just kind of like punch her a little bit in the temple and you see she goes limp there. I'll drop on the ground, go back inside, carefully, quietly grab the grandma and carry her outside too. Now you see, yeah, you're seeing this too, uh, Richard. Like he's walking out with this old lady out towards the desert and you're standing there down, looking down at this girl who's like in the dirt, knocked out. And you see this dead guy who's standing at your feet too, just contemplating like, you know what I mean? I don't know what your character's contemplating, but definitely not the excitement that you felt, you know what I mean, when you were walking. I could almost, like, it's weird. Like, like I've never, I mean, not that it's anyone's business, but I've totally been faithful to my wife 100% of my married life, right? But we watch a show called The Affair, where obviously it's about an affair, and this guy was all, like, you know, like, like this chick was enticing him, and he's all, like, about it. He's going, like, doing things with her, and then he sleeps with her. And, like, the moment that he's done, and, like, absolutely, like, right when he's done, climaxing all of a sudden he's just hit with a sense of like guilt you know what i mean like it's huge like what the fuck yeah. did i you know the build-up to it was like excitement and, and fucking oh like like made your blood flow and your heart rate go up and then when he was done it was like woo, that was all ripped away you know and i can almost like from what you're describing to me that's almost what it seems like at that right moment that rich is looking at the pat you know knocked out little girl who knows it, yeah. who even knows if she's gonna wake up to to this you know what i mean this 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 uh, dead body as Coyote is walking uh, in the desert, but uh, Coyote, you you're able to uh, to get some distance, and and I take it you're just going to leave her body there. 
what I'm, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to hoist the grandma and the grandfather over one shoulder each, and I'll turn to Richard and say, you, you bring the girl, and I'm just going to start strolling off into the desert back towards where we came from. Yeah, I was going to suggest something similar. So you pick up this little girl as, as, as you're walking towards back home. All right, we'll jump back to Mitch and Cora. You guys are sitting on the side of the road with the trunk open, and you see a pickup truck come, like, riding along, and you see, like, it pulls over, and you see this guy get out. He he, he looks to be rather uh, obese, which is kind of a rarity that you see nowadays. Not rather obese. I'm sorry. He's got, like, a beer gut. But, you know, like, he's a, definitely he looks like to be a rancher type of guy, and he gets out, and he sees you, too. And he's like, oh, looks like you guys are a couple in trouble here, you know, and he kind of – Opens door. Were you on a hot date or nothing? He's like, man, you got a nice car. As he, as he's saying all this at once as he's getting out of his truck. Mitchell waved to him. Howdy, friend. Something's off with the engine. This ain't my car. I'm borrowing it from a friend, but uh, I can't for the life of me figure out what in the hell is wrong with it. Little pretty wife of yours out on a hot date, aren't you? And he extends his hand. He's like, name's Bobby. Mitchell. Nice to meet you. Mitchell nice, grabs his nice. hand. Name's oh. Mitch. My name's Cora. Nice to meet you, ma'am. And kind of like nods his head towards you. He's like, damn, these are one of those motherfucking fancy-ass Rolls Royce. Don't the crowds make these some bitches? Like, the, the, obviously, it's from before the war, right? He's like, oh. he kind of he's like kicking the tires and walking around and like hitching his pants up. Looking at, like, rubbing the hood. And this is a goddamn fine piece of machinery here. And he's like, oh, what, what, wait, why, why you got the back open? Is that where the engine's at? And he kind of like starts walking around and like he's looking in the back there. Yeah, it's all strange and shit. Mitchell, uh, Mitchell sort of put on this affectation of like weak old man, and he'll sort of yeah. follow a guy around the car. And when a guy gets to the uh, trunk, and as the guy's looking at the trunk, and Mitch is behind him, Mitchell will wind up and slug him full force in the back of the head. You just crack as he gets punched in the back of the head, and you see him. He just like the front part of his body. Well, actually, like he falls forward. And his face hits like the the trunk that's open, and then it kind of slides down, and then it falls in the you know the trunk there. So you gotta like kind of lift the back up of him. But I'm sure with your old frailty man potence of three or whatever nope. you have, it's no problem. <laughs> so you like just kind of take his legs and you throw him back there, and he's kind of in the back. Yeah, I'll just throw him in the trunk, slam it shut. Yeah, and then I'll turn to Cora. After we drain him, you got some spare parts, little lady. <laughs> You guys turn around and you drive back. You hear a car coming up, Jasper, while you're kind of like sitting there waiting eagerly. And then as the car rolls up, you see two figures slowly walking from the desert. And you see like Coyotes walking and behind him you see Richard. And you see them coming back into the courtyard to where you all five are standing there. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general? that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow 
with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please. Help. They're coming. <laughs> the mission seems simple enough, don't they always? Simple sweep and flush out operation. We loaded them up in a hazmat tanker in Montreal and shipped them to a downtown warehouse in the Valley of the Sun. It would have been in and out in a few nights. Well, we wouldn't be telling the story if it all went as planned, would we? I go ahead and uh, I pop quiet in. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna run at him and do a sweet spin kick and knock his head off. We're waiting to see whether or not the abomination kills us. Shufflehead Chronicles is available on the Critical Hints feed. Search for Critical Hints in iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcatcher. I, I, I don't think this is how, no, 